Welcome to Christian Warrior Talk, proudly presented by Christian Warrior Mission. Hosted by former Navy SEAL, SWAT officer, and atheist, now a warrior for Jesus Christ, Pastor Jason Perry. This is more than just a podcast. It's a spiritual vanguard where we intentionally set aside the hustle of our daily lives to come together. We gather to study the Bible, share in heartfelt prayer, and engage in meaningful discussions about all things Christian, homesteading, prepping, and self-defense. Lock shields with us, and together, we will hold the line. And now, let's meet your host, Pastor Jason Perry. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Crusader Missions Christian Warrior Talk, the Christian fellowship program where we come together, invest in one another, and um, celebrate our victories, learn from our setbacks, talk about all things Christian walk, prepping, homesteading, and self-defense. And uh, right one second before we went live, Oda Pup started serenading us through yes. the door. So, which goes along perfect with this week. So, we haven't got a lot of sleep. Par for the course. <laughs> haven't got a lot of sleep. Baby Anya's been extra special. I hope you guys are great. Remember to sound off where you are or your name or say hello and where you're from, and we'll give you a strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Give you a strength and honor. So, Lauren, strength and honor. Thanks. And then to myself. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Because I'm drinking coffee tonight because it's going to be a long night. Is it? Lots of editing left. Still got lots of editing left. I got to kind of get drafted into some farm duties and um, had to do a blood draw on on, uh, Daisy. Because we weren't sure if she was pregnant yeah, or not. We can t- so, so Daisy is our Jersey, who is kind of like the odd gal out of the group. She's never really gotten along with everybody. It seems to be kind of her MO. That's her history from the dairy that we got her from as well, that she didn't want to go in with the group. Um, so we sold her to um, some friends of ours as an only cow. She's going to have some sheep friends. Um and we told them that we believed that she was pregnant, but we hadn't confirmed it. We just hadn't seen any breeding activities for a while. Um, and they were fine with that. And they were going to test her when they got her to their place. And they were going scheduled to pick her up last Sunday. And literally Sunday morning, I walked out. And she was having some discharge. And Wally was acting all interested in her again. We were like, you're kidding. Like, What's going on? Is she and he like what? So we talked to these people and they were like, okay, well, if you guys can test her because we don't have a stanchion anymore. So we held on to her, ordered all the stuff to do an at home pregnancy test on a cow. Another first. Another first, <laughs> which um, you can do it with urine, kind of like you do humans, but that involves like standing around and catching their first morning pee, which I'm not about to do. So you can also draw blood and test. So um, 
everything came today. So we threw her up in the stanchion and uh, Jason yeah. with his medic background got the luck of the draw on doing the, um, the blood draw itself, which I think humans are a lot more cooperative. She was a moving target. Yeah, imagine a combative patient with anatomy you're not so sure of when the <laughs> yeah. artery the and the vein is, are right next to each other. You do it out of the bottom of their tail. And you're waiting for poop tail. to come flying out at any moment. Always liable, yes. Right, because they're, they're, they're uh, cause all their plumbing is right there in your face. Right there. So you're here trying to stick here. It would be, be like doing a blood draw on someone on a moving boat. Like on a rocking boat. It's like, <laughs> like yes. <laughs> and you were on a different boat. Yeah, yeah, you're on a different boat. Uh, but we got it, and I'm used to pregnancy tests from my own experience. That it's like if you're pregnant, it's like boom, line, and so we did it. Put the blood in, all that stuff, and it was like okay, wait five to twenty minutes is what the test did. But so the um, the, the baseline test line kind of showed up and nothing nothing and i was like crap here we go we're gonna have to figure out what's going on with daisy and finally the pregnant line popped up so had like a whopping seven minutes she is out of here on sunday happy pregnant daisy is going to her new home she couldn't go go out without a little bit of flair yeah so we're gonna miss her she's a good girl um She's, I think she's one of the prettiest ones we have. She has a very sweet face. Yes. Yeah. And she's not mean. She's feisty. She's she got a little feisty. bit of, uh, yeah, <laughs> she's funny. But, so hopefully she does well as an only. Yeah, that's the reason why we did. We thought it would be best for her. And this family needed an only, which is why mm-hmm. we did that. So. Yeah, it was a good fit. So um, it's just showing up as Facebook user. So who I'm going to guess that's Chris. honored on Facebook. I guess that's Chris on Facebook because it's not giving us your name. For some reason, you're not over on YouTube lately. But as soon as you say who you are, we will toast you. It's weird that I think that's only when they do it on my personal page. Hmm. If they're watching from my personal page instead of the. um, Instead of the. really uh, important there. If you want, you can let him in. He's just going to be a knucklehead in here. No, hopefully he'll show yeah. up. He'll be on the table eating whatever leftovers are on the table. What do you want me to do? Let him in. Okay. It's better to deal with the evil you know. <laughs> All right. One of you, come in. Both of you, come in. Knucklehead one, super knucklehead two. <laughs> And of course, he goes right under the table where all the wires are. Okay. All right. So, anyways. Hope you guys all had a, had a great week. Uh, sorry I did not do a Bible study today. Oh, yeah, I had a VA um, VA consulting, or not consulting, a VA physical therapy appointment. What's up, Captain Caveman? Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. So I had a, an appointment at 8 o'clock. Oh, it's Linda. Oh, it's Linda. Okay, yeah. hey, Linda. Linda. Strength, strength and honor. honor. Linda. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. <laughs> What's up, baby? Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. <laughs> that's what it describes, the emoji. <laughs> All right. There's our crew. 
So anyways, I had an appointment this morning and just couldn't get caught up in order to do it. I will be picking it up at Genesis, I think, 17 tomorrow. And uh, not Genesis, I'm sorry. Matthew 17 okay. tomorrow. And I uh, look forward to it. I see Andy's <laughs> his peace sign. Yep. So, um, man, do I, I have a topic that is burning, you know, that I, I just got into it with one of my friends and I always get into it. Um, it's really, really windy up. Yeah, I know. So if the house comes down around us, it's <laughs> or if the internet blows out, or, or the internet blows power. out, it's because we have another like windstorm. This winter, man, has yeah, been this winter has been a doozy. I mean, it's pulled a lot of the roof off our barn, and yeah, the poor chickens are in there being yeah. serenaded by banging metal. Yeah, it's awesome <laughs> stuff. So, anyways, um, a friend of mine posted one of his posts that he always does is he finds the most hyper grace stuff to post. Do you want to? To yeah, read it I'll or? actually I'll actually read it. And again, I won't say can you read can read it. it. Go for it. I shall find it. Just find it. How'd you know? <laughs> I don't even tell you well, yeah, we've talked about it already. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm not perfect, but I know I am close to God and talk to him daily. And I know Jesus gave his life for imperfect sinners like me. If you end up in burning hell for all eternity, it won't be because you have a tattoo or because you have a nose ring or because you drink beer or have an addiction or addictions, smoke cigarettes, or because you spend time in prison. It won't be because you didn't do enough good deeds. It won't be because you didn't belong to the right church. It won't be because you belong to the right political party. It won't be because of that dumb thing you did that you don't want anybody to know about. It won't be because of what anyone else did to you. It will be because you refuse to accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. He already paid for all the stupid stuff you have done and all the stupid stuff you're going to do when he died for you on the cross and rose again. He offers salvation as a free gift because let's face it, if it was up to us to earn it, we would have no chance. The gift of salvation is there for you to receive. The decision is totally up to you. The price for your sins has been paid. The way to heaven for you has been made. Okay, so on its face, that message may sound correct to some of you guys, but it is not. It is a half-truth, right? It is a half-truth. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior is part of it, but he has to be your Lord and Savior, right? There's no mention of repentance Mm -hmm. and change anywhere in there. Yeah, the biggest, because... Yeah, the biggest giveaway there is that you have an addiction, not had an addiction. Like it's an active, an active ongoing sin, right? That you're knowingly so, participating you know, in. You're accountable for your actions. There's countless verses in the Bible, in the New and Old Testament, saying that each one's going to be judged according to their actions. Right. The difference is, is that you can repent to Jesus Christ, and you can turn from your sins. Right. And be made clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Okay. But just accepting him as your savior doesn't work. Like, hey, I'm a rapist. I'm going to keep raping people because Jesus is my savior. Like, there's no change. There's nothing in what he posted there to say, hey, I regret what I did. There's none of that. It's just, hey, I I want, you know, I want to, I want him to be my savior, but I don't want to do what he tells me to. 
Yeah, so it doesn't say that you don't have to do those things. It's, it's just left omitted. it out and, and made it sound for someone who wouldn't necessarily know otherwise that that's all you had to do. Right. If, if you just say, hey, I accept, that sounds like a great deal. Mm-hmm. I'll accept Jesus as my Savior. Is there anything in there saying that you have to stop doing what you're doing? You have to stop that addiction. You have, <laughs> yeah, to, you have to stop yeah. that addiction. You have to stop sinning. You have to stop hurting people. You have to stop being a cosmic traitor to God. You have to stop putting nails in Jesus's hands and feet. You have to repent. The first words that Jesus said when he came out of the desert after 40 days of fasting, after battling the devil in the desert and then being ministered to by angels, is repent the kingdom. The kingdom of God is is near, right? And Captain Cayman's right. So, one, Jesus corrected what the Pharisees did. The Pharisees took God's law, right, and then built fences around God's law that gave them all the power. And in the guise of protecting people from sinning, like turning the Sabbath was meant to be a blessing and a day of rest. Now you can't carry anything over a pound. You can't do this and that all these different things. You can't heal. You can't do a good deed. You can't do all these different things. And it became a curse, right? Because you couldn't live. All you could do is lie in bed and be a blob, right? Uh, You couldn't walk or travel too far and all these different things. And all of them put the Pharisees further up on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. So Jesus comes to the scene and he is, says it's basically teaches the spirit of the law, mm-hmm. right? And the spirit of the law is, hey, it's not enough for you to not rape someone. If you imagine doing that, it's bad enough. Christian Warrior Talk is sponsored by Trident Shield, your trusted ally in violence preparedness. Trident Shield safeguards your loved ones with expert training and consulting. Trident Shield, defending faith through preparedness, because together we save lives. Yeah, and that's the part, I mean, and we, we, we talk you about... you want to do that, that's bad enough. Yeah, well, certainly if there's the desire there, yeah. I think it's, we, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the stepping in poo-poo by accident sins, or the kind of, you intentionally go and do it sin, and... Thought is such a hard one because, I mean, it's it, a lot of thoughts kind of come into your mind. And bosses guard every thought. Right? Yeah. So it's, I think, like, where is the line on something that you're, that pops into your mind? Not that you would want it to, but it, it does. And so is the sin that it happens even briefly or that you dwell on it, you allow that thought to fester, certainly if you act on it. But if, if, a thought even briefly comes into your mind kind of without... Un- that is the beauty of Christ. A thought comes to your mind and you can repent of it. But yeah. the difference is purposefully, like like I said, you know, we, we have an analogy that we use. It's like, you know, if you accidentally step in dog doo-doo, mm-hmm. you know, God is there to clean it up. You know, you bring it to him. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm a knucklehead. I screwed up. I did it again. Versus planning and doing everything you got to do to do a, a 
an Iron Man in an ocean of dog poo. Right. Right. So the training your, of it, the in, planning of it, all that sins. stuff to going to do that is completely different, completely different. And, you know, if you don't have a, a heart of gratitude, you like these hyper grace people, they have no concept of the true gratitude of what was done for them. And they have no substance to them. They're like, oh, you know, like I, this is my friend. Oh, I don't, I'm glad, you know, you weren't my dad because my dad would do this. Like, listen, stop lowering God down to your earthly dad. Mm-hmm. He's your heavenly father, mm-hmm. right? We, the, these people who are the, the softest, weakest people that you'll ever meet, they want to lower God to their pathetic side, eye level. Mm-hmm. right? They want to bring God down to this low level where he's the same as us. And we are minuscule bacteria under his feet. And he's a billion times bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. And until they understand that relationship accordingly and that proportion accordingly, you get this garbage that we saw online, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then for them to push back, like when I said, not one mention of repentance, not run, you know, you know, nothing. Right. And, you know, and they, they tried to defend it, which there is no defense. Of. Well, there was a lot of, it seemed like there was a lot of kickback and comments on that post that a lot of people were talking, bringing in their repentance piece and, and kind of expressing. Well, those are people who actually know their Bible. Right. I'm just saying. So there was, right. there were, there were some amens and hallelujah. And those are the people who don't know their Bible. Or, at least want it to be true. Yeah, where it's like, hey, yeah, you know, I can do whatever I want as long as I I said the the sinner's prayer, right? And Paul Washer talks about that at length. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Washer understands the correct correlation and the the, the, the correct uh, scale of human to God. Yeah. And what was that Jordan Peterson one that you were listening to this morning that you were like, he is so good. It was something biblical, but I know that you just are really appreciating his. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, you know, again, Jordan Peterson, you know, is amazing. I, you know, there's so much he can teach us so much. Is is he a biblical scholar in my opinion? No, he is not a biblical scholar. He can give psychological context on things. He can give, all these other things. He certainly could cap- is capable of doing it, and he might be nearing it mm-hmm. because he spent yeah, so much exactly. time breaking down Genesis yeah. and this, and he's he's dwelt talking about all this, but and he's also a very broken person who overcame a benzodiazepine addiction yeah. Yeah. and and so many other things. I think he actually got to go to Russia to be put into a coma until the, the, the side effects came off because it's, it's so hard to, to, uh, to beat. But he's 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 a brilliant man. He's an amazing teacher, um, you know, but he's relatively new to what I would say Christianity. So, you know, and there's a lot of people who are thrown in as him as their spiritual forefather. And I, I would caution that. Yeah. I would definitely caution that. But there is so much from the teacher and he's just looking at it as, um, you know, he's looking at one of the things he says, Hey, um, Everything you do has massive consequences and you should be doing the best that you can do because you were made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. 
and the world is suffering around you right now because you're not living up to your potential, because you're not taking full accountability and doing everything and doing what the Bible commands. I'm adding to what he's saying now. Sure. And and at, the Bible tells you the same thing. Do everything as if you're doing it for God himself. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're sweeping horse stalls or shoveling cow poop, you should do that to the best of the ability as if you're doing it to God yourself. With joy in your heart. With joy in your heart. <laughs> because you are made in God's image. Mm-hmm. Right? So... You know, and, and again, he said it way more eloquently than I did, but it was just like really well done. And then I sent you another one for, of his today talking about what was real. Yeah, I've seen that one before. The, yeah, the, the love. Real, yeah. Really, really powerful. And he's like, what was real? And he knocks on the table and he says, well, matter. Yeah. Matter's real. But, you know, but what matters more than matter? Things that matter. Yeah. Right? Well, what matters most? And he's like, well, pain matters most. And, you know, and he's like, well, that's kind of a dark, you know, and he uses a lot of big words, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, that's a very dark outlook and that can lead you down uh, a very twisted, dark path. But what matters more than pain? And he's like, love. What are you willing to have pain over? Yeah, what are you willing to suffer pain over? And he said, love. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course, he said it way more powerfully than what we just told it down here. And it's a hundred percent true. And again, he'll tie, if you listen to him long enough, he ties it back to the Bible. He ties everything now back to the Bible. Yeah. And I, it's quite refreshing. I think because, I mean, he is a seemingly more recent convert to Christianity, but he has such a different way of looking at things. So, yeah. And, so the way that he approaches it, he's able to explain things in a way that probably most people haven't thought of before because he's kind of from outside the biblical conversation. Like he's not like a kind of pastor trained or anything like that. So he's approaching his interpretation. Well, of biblical he, stuff he, he does have access to the brightest minds in the world, yeah, uh, including, you know, amazing theologians, both from the Protestant and Catholic side, as well as Jewish side. You know, I mean, him. I'm watching him go toe to toe with Dennis Prager and all mm-hmm. those other guys, and Ben Shapiro, and as well as other theologians. There's is amazing. He has a show now with Ben Shapiro, or where he like well, he's on the, the Daily channel. Wire. Yeah, and they, they do series. Okay, right. So what they they just did an Exodus series and unpacking that from a biblical, from a Christian, because you know viewpoint from an atheist. I think they actually have an atheist, or maybe not an atheist, an agnostic. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them tolerate atheists very well um a catholic a protestant and a jewish perspective yeah yeah and it's absolutely amazing andy i am very excited about your your new journey in faith as well and i would be honored to walk side by side with you and help you in any way we can you know but the, the thing about you know and i was going on somewhere before we got off on the tangent and i lost it but it was hyper grace the the no, it was it was it was more about uh, Jordan Peterson. You cannot watch too much of him, right? right? And he, oh, this is what it was. He did not enter into Christianity, so rather lightly, right? Because yeah. his whole thing was, if I say I believe that, I have to change everything I'm doing, right? He 
is doing what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. Meaning that if I, if, if, the, if I believe the Bible is true and I believe Jesus is true and all this stuff, then that means I can't, I have to change everything about myself. Well, isn't there some famous atheist who said that like if all, people who believe this is true or like if I believe this is true. Like, yeah, that was Nietzsche. I, I yeah. It was Nietzsche. Yeah, completely differently. Yeah. Hey, you know, like, you yeah, said the only Christian this, was Christ. The, the same conversation the about like yeah. if you actually believe in hell, <laughs> yeah, what on earth are you doing being okay with relatives and stuff? Yeah, going, and everyone going, going to hell, yeah. you know. And and that was something that we talked about today uh, that I was talking about today. I, you know, this same friend um, presented a rather lengthy article to me talking about, you know, basically, um, legalism and versus hyper grace and everything in between. And can we lose our salvation and all these things? And I'm not going to bog us down in a theological discussion um, to get in the weeds of that. My point is, is all these discussions are kind of futile because there's a lot of people who say they believe in God and maybe they do believe in God, but what is that belief? Is it 1%, 5%, you know, 90%, 95%, 98%. Does anyone truly believe 100%? Maybe, maybe you know, I mean, even Paul Washer says he suffers with unbelief. Mm -hmm. Right? So, you know, and it's not like you, you wish people could walk around and when they say declarative statements about their faith, you could look above their head and say, oh, that's a 35%er. <laughs> so, of course, they believe they say that. Yeah. Right? And they're there. But there's only, you know, and I was saying, there's only two ways to know people really believe or not and one of them is really hard to do well they're both really hard to do but one is illegal to do one is under threat under persecution so like what you know, deny god or i'm going to shoot you in yeah. the head yeah right deny jesus is your lord and savior i'm going to shoot you mm -hmm. or deny jesus you know you know it's going to cost you something yeah right and then the other one is fruit Fruit of the people who you have the most, what was the word that I used? The most, not content, influence over, mm -hmm. which is your family. Mm -hmm. So your family is the witness of who you really are because you can't fake that. They see you with all your warts, all your wrinkles, all your scars, your impatience, your tiredness, all your flaws mm -hmm. are right there and they know who you are on average more than anyone else. Yeah, you can't fake it 24 hours in the day. Right? You can fake it at work. Yeah. You certainly can fake it at church or your men's group or uh, study group or yeah. with who, whatever. You can fake all that, but you can't fake it around your family. Yeah. It's probably and, why people don't like couples groups because if, you, if, yeah, they, if your partner's not, not there to uh, keep you accountable, you can say what you want in your men's group or your women's group. Versus if your partner's right there, yeah, they know, they yeah. know what well, was that, behind the Exactly. Curtain. And that was something that we struggled with in the beginning because we started a men's group or sorry, not a men's group, but a couple's group. Yeah. And they were all, everyone was a mess. Yeah. Right. Everyone was, marriage was in a mess. We ended up going to a marriage series, did very well, but you get to see, you know, the most important decision you can make is who you marry. Mm -hmm. And you get to see what the heck were you thinking or, you well, know, sometimes or are you leading? Yeah. You know, are, are in that, do they have a proper 
biblical marriage. Is the man leading from the front or has he checked out and the wife is having the lead, which, which makes common. the man lead further and only come alive when he's with his friends. Yeah. And that's very common. And I, I mean, you feel for couples, mar marriages that started where one or both were not yeah. Christians ahead of time. And, and that was our case. Um, we've, we're able to write the ship fairly easily, I think. But um, going from kind of culturally acceptable marriage roles to yeah. Christian marriage roles can be a very rough transition if one or both were not living that Particularly if you have before. a secular family, particularly yeah, you if you know, have a so secular friend a, base. A feminist woman, you know, that then becoming a Christian and having to learn to be submissive can be uh, quite a... So I want to comment on, on Captain Kamehameha, who keeps his covenants. Exactly. So, you know, Jesus said, those who love me will do as I command. Mm -hmm. Right? But in that accepting Jesus as your savior poem or whatever it is, it doesn't say anything about even loving him. Mm. It's just, hey, Santa Claus Jesus is here. Right? There's nothing, you know, mm -hmm. required. Mm -hmm. So, and then I don't know what you mean, what a man signs to God. Um, so for, for us, you know, the best way to tell if someone is walking it out, is are they who they pretend to be in their own home? Mm -hmm. And the only way you're going to know that is by getting around each other's families and seeing how that goes. And I think you're right. I think that's, you know, why so many groups are, we're going to keep the men over here and the women over here. Yeah. Because God forbid we mix them. Yeah. Well, it's a lot. Of, yes. A lot easier to yeah, talk buddy. about your baggage, not in front of the person you might be talking about. And you certainly can't um, embellish. <laughs> well, also, you're not going to be able to, maybe you could fake a dynamic, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a lot hard. Both people have to be willing to fake. Yeah. Right. So again, you know, you have your marriage, you bring it in there, you're around the table and now you guys are problem solving or dealing with pressure or stress or this or that. And now moments of truth, if you're in a really good mm -hmm. fellowship group, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be talking about challenging things and what your wife says, you know, you're going to have to get vulnerable. Yeah. Well, look at what we did to that rainbow captain K man. We had a, you know, a demonic sinful lifestyle, uh, steal it and um and make it their own as a mockery to god's rainbow so but i'm i'm, I'm still not sure what exactly your point is you're driving home there but again um i'm sure you, you will articulate it to where this simple caveman can understand it um discount yourself so so again you know it's uh, having a dial above everyone's head with a percentage number would be so, so helpful. And what would that be? Why would you want that? Because, because when you're talking about Christians, because because people behave differently off of what they truly believe. Mm -hmm. So if it's just fire insurance, right? You're a five percenter, mm -hmm. right? You believe in God 5%. Just in case, I'm going to put this hedge bit over here. Say I'm a Christian, get baptized, 
I'm going to go out and live a demonic lifestyle. I'll slap a Jesus fish on my car. I, say, I mean, you don't really need a percentile. You can just watch them for well. Like, that's the fruit. Yeah. Right. That's the fruit. And again, you know, in the, in the lower a, end, that's just a shortcut to having to observe. In them the lower end, bit. you're going to be able to tell pretty easily how much people believe they're based upon that. But again, people can pose. And, and what what would that change? Like, why do you want to know that about people? know who because it would make it with? would be a lot harder to would be a lot harder to be a hypocrite it would be a lot harder to do damage to christianity if people knew that you really didn't believe okay versus saying oh that person calls him a christian and yeah that's what christianity is yeah there's another one of those christians mm-hmm. you know and i'm not a hundred percent who is Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, you know, and if, I mean, like, for example, I was talking at the, the breakfast table, I had a gun on the table, which I always do. It's over here. Right now, and, you know, I know that if I put that gun to my head and pull the trigger, I'll die. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the Bible tells me certain things and I still okay, will curse when I get angry. I will let my I will let careless words come out that I will be judged on later. You know? Do you do you know ahead of time that those things are going to come out of your mouth and you still let it happen, or they slip out? Without I th- your- most of the time, vast majority of the time, it's a reflexive step and dog do the things. And then there are guilty pleasure times where I just want to be angry. Say, like and pull, pulling the purpose. trigger isn't very an intentional thing, right? Yeah. There are times where I get angry enough to where I'm just like, screw it. And whatever. Now, if I really believe that was doing what I say it does, there's well, that, the na- there's the nail in the hand. There's a nail in the hand. There's a stripe on Jesus's mm-hmm. back that I yeah. was it just worth did. It? Mm-hmm. You know, was it worth it? And then I have to get my repentant heart and be like, oh my God, I did. What did I do? I be- became I became the worst of me again. Mm-hmm. You know, but to not battle with that stuff is the part that. That, that kills me. Uh, the people who go to the hyper charismatic churches for the concerts and, you know, God is their buddy and all this stuff. And it's like, man, I am afraid for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am so afraid for what is awaiting them when they have not changed in any way. And what do you do? They shifted their social circle to hang out with other people, other Christian-like people. They're still doing the same exact things. They have sacrificed their family on the altar of convenience and the altar of modern society. Well, and so, I mean, you you just keep ministering to them. You move on. You you what? Well, I I think you've got to... Put the mirror up for them to see it. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to love them through it, but you can't let them drag you down with them. Of course, yeah. And you can't let them drag other people to hell with their untruths without challenging it, which was the whole point of me challenging that post. Mm-hmm. That post leads people down a very dark path of hyper grace. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you know, and they said, you're really uh, obsessed, obsessed with this hyper yeah. grace thing. And I'm like, yeah. I am very obsessed with the whole gospel. Right. Right. Not just a half gospel. Yeah. 
right? I am obsessed with the whole truth, you know, because if you omit half the truth, it's a lie, mm-hmm. right? And assumptions are made. Yeah, for anyone who's uneducated or, yeah, Christian curious or, yeah, they might think that that's it. Easy so, day. I mean, this journey is an amazing, awesome journey. My life the amount of joy I've had since I've become a Christian is overwhelming compared to the, my life prior. Mm. Now, if you put my life on paper, the secular world would be like, oh, your life before was way more sensational than what right. your, your culturally, your life, yeah. You know, you know, basically being a rock star athlete, SEAL team guy going this way versus now being a homebody pastor with an amazing family on a farm. Right. I mean, I was I was just confessed that my old dream used to be to live in a rooftop apartment right. in the North End so I could just walk out and party and hit all the restaurants and clubs right. and walk back home. And now that would be hell. Like right. 44 acres ain't enough. I want 4,400. <laughs> yeah. And I want a house in the middle of it so I yeah. don't have to see anyone. Not on the road. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what, that got, that's what God does to hearts. He changes them best laid plans in the world don't mean anything but i see so many cops and first responders and and people who have put an identity in their career that they look back like their best days are behind them mm-hmm. and when you're a christian your best days are always ahead of you yes yeah i agree with that you know so it's not oh yeah i can't run a five minute mile anymore and bench 500 pounds or you know, a sub six minute mile, you know, whatever. And, um, and all that. And it's like, what are you talking about? I got more joy in the morning with you and the girls than I ever had in my entire life before. If you let it. Yeah. If, if it can happen. <laughs> if you let yourself recognize the joy of having been woken up multiple times in the night by our little sanctification machine. <laughs> yeah. By sunshine and rain, rain. Sunshine doesn't wake us up. No, sunshine's sleeping until until the sun's up and then she's sunshine. Yeah, but it can rain all night long. Yes, rain (laughs) doesn't care if it's day or night. No. We love our rain. Yeah. (laughs) That's Anya, for those of you who don't know. You're like, what? That's our second child. So so anyways, do you have any thoughts on any of that? No, I mean, I, I agree and... I think it's, I think it's helpful and important to when you um, see things like that to to speak eloquently in a comment so that people can see people kind of perusing Facebook stuff can can see a rebuttal to it um, and understand the position, not just um, okay, this is not correct, but why is it not, so that they can educate themselves on it. Um, I know from, I mean, I know for myself that as far as kind of like the, the sin and everything, I, I am finding, I'm grateful to be finding that I am more and more bothered by smaller and smaller sins. So yeah. I have to believe that that is. Yeah. It's no longer I'm not an axe murderer, yeah. so I'm yeah. a good person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's more, man, I can't, you know, as, as the old you falls away, the new you recognizes even the smallest in the discrepancy. Yeah. And it, and it, yeah, and it 
crushes you more than the big sins used to. So um, I think that that is what we are seeking. We are, and there. I mean, there's a <laughs> okay, Yoda. You should be Yoda, <laughs> caveman. Um, but um, you know, there's. I think I don't know if it was Billy Graham, or Paul Washer, or whoever said it. That the closer you get to Christ, the less worthy you feel because you're getting closer to. Sure. Right. You understand oh, that's how like, mind-boggling he is. It's so bright. It's so light. That's like you know when and I just got this image of um, like when we drove to Gatlinburg, and as you're when you're far away, like the Smokies, they seem kind of impressive, but as you get closer, like yeah. you look up and they're just immense. You know, yeah. while you're at the foot of it, um, while you're closer. So that's kind of a visual that just came to mind when you said that. No, and it's just, it's just he's. It, the, the more your biblical IQ rises, the more you realize how much work you have to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, being not, not being a murderer is the easy thing. Not hating someone, that's that's more challenging. Yeah, well, especially when, when hate is a much broader one. Yeah. Like the, to, to, to murder is to, to hate or to even like picture it in your mind. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm not, I haven't killed anybody. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's <laughs> what have you just, done in your mind? <laughs> and then, you know, the aspect of your entertainment comes in. Mm-hmm. Like what I used to be willing to watch is not what I'm willing to watch anymore. And we've had a lot of conversations about that too. Like, we, I mean, you've um, indulged with Yellowstone and there's a lot of not Christian stuff in that, like very blatantly not Christian stuff in that show. And so it's like, where is the line on that kind of media, whether it's a m- music or that show that has a lot of visuals and stuff that are just in kind of storylines that are not Christian, kind of where where is the okayness in yeah. enjoying that? And I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be the the want want Christian who's like, oh, you can't, you know, everything has to be, you know, you can't watch anything. But I know like Paul Washer goes off on that kind of filth that you yeah. are willing to, to watch or, you know, expose your kids to or, or any the thing other. that I can, that bothers me the most, like thing that keeps me awake at night is watching Vikings season one. Right. And rooting for the Vikings who are raiding the monastery, the monastery and killing the priests and pr- imprisoning the priests and, and wanting them. I think a lot of that, I mean, that, that is the genius of, storytelling in Hollywood and then being able to um, control who your affections are for because they've set you up to want to like Ragnar and the Vikings and everything. But yeah, well, I mean, I, know that, I, I just, know that that has bothered you for a while. To this day, I, like, I'm, I'm going to have to answer for that. Like, like I, what am, I mean, I, I know the psychology behind it. I'm a warrior. I can't stand weakness. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can't stand people who don't do for stand up and defend themselves when they can. Right. So I do not like how the church has taken pacifism and, and created heresy out of it. Turn the other cheek. You can't don't defend yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And they were everything that I hated about the church. Mm. Pathetic men with weird haircuts. You know, even though Martin Luther was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who refused to protect their church. They left their weapons outside the church because it would soil the church, mm -hmm. right? So they were easily killed. I mean, how often do we deal with that in the active shooter world? Sure. You know, we're an active shooter training company, and the worst partners we ever work with are churches. Yep. They are hands down the biggest headache. They have the biggest ego problems. They are nothing but a nightmare to work with. And, um, and, but I still should not be cheering on. I'm like cheering on is the wrong, but I know what my heart was quickened to. Mm -hmm. My heart was quickened to the warriors conquering sure. and not the pathetic people who were just cowards and didn't fight back and didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. The patheticness of it. So, you know, but how dark is that? Yeah. You know, how dark is that? And, you know, and you know, I don't remember what year was that that we watched that. Gosh, that was, was before four, COVID, right? Yeah, that was like four or five years a ago. A pre pastor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well before. But still, I know if I put that on right now, I'd feel the same way, even though I shouldn't. Mm. Right? And. You know, so again, you know, listening to music, you put on your Cardi B and what they're listening, not that Cardi B yeah. is. I'm just using that as an example because that's some of the most explicit stuff out there. And, you know, like I've had to sterilize my playlist because it was all demonic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's, it's just the uh, entertainment is such a hard one and I don't know where the line is. On, and I guess every every person has to just follow where their own convictions are. Like I know I I found myself kind of more uncomfortable watching Yellowstone than you did. Um, I don't really I, have I a problem really with violence. Up, violence has been around since the beginning. But it's not the I mean language. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's multiple things you could go check, check, check down the sin list, and it's just whether like that's it in it. And it's more being, you know, celebrated and stuff like that, that just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, to look it, at I a character like Rip, who's a murderer. Yeah. Rip is a murderer, straight up murderer, loyal, and and all that stuff. You know, Beth is a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, impossible oh, gonna, to like Beth. I can't know, like so Beth. It's just, I, I admire, here I am, I admire a murderer. Um. No, I'm, I'm seeing, I mean, I have pity in all of them. I see their brokenness and I picture what they could be with Christ. And, you know, and I don't believe I'm celebrating them. Like, you know, when Rip sticks up and smashes a bully in the face like that, like no one ever likes, like, like, no, like you wouldn't ever take sympathy on him crushing somebody weak. Mm -hmm. You know, it's usually crushing somebody more evil than he is. Sure. You know, it, it's 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 like that. You know, but still, there is some some the veil is definitely lifted, and you have to weigh each thing you're at and weigh your heart on it as you're watching. Yeah. So I don't know. I think every person has to decide for themselves. You know, for me, decide the, for themselves and and follow where they where God is convicting them or not. Yeah, the, the violence part for me doesn't really like. I don't, I don't 
fantasize over violence. Like I think where there's a really big problem is the sexuality and things that can take you to some dark places really quickly because it's not like you have to go to the store and buy a, I don't know, the dirtiest, most gross human traffic movie ever. It's sitting on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's one Google search away or one website. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so again, you know, that's where another thing where I have a massive problem with anyone who criticizes the chosen, they'll watch John wick, they'll watch Yellowstone, they'll watch all these things and they won't say a word. And then they come down heavy on the chosen because of whatever, you know? And it's like, that's, that's, what is that? You know? And then if you're going to start saying, well, you're not going to watch violence. Well, what about saving private Ryan? And documenting that and 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 showing what men went through. Well, I think there's a difference in kind of in all it glorifies. And, and I mean, there, there's, I mean, there's kind of, I mean, there's, there's a very like big the, difference the between, yeah, I mean, and, and saving Private Ryan and John Wick with the gun and, yeah, and, and stuff, and yeah. The violence that happens in, in Yellowstone, for example, that. A lot of it's over, I mean, like land disputes and like stupid stuff that versus a war to save people or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's you know, so you have your various you know, justifications. The the prepper and the the warrior and the fighter in me, when I'm being exposed to violence on film, a part of that is over is stress inoculation. Mm-hmm. You know, is seeing violence done preparing you to be able to counter violence and recognize violence. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, so yeah, the subliminals are, are another big part of it, right? You can recognize those things. The old you, well, I don't know, you know, as far as the SEAL team cop thug old me back in the day versus the new me, um, I used to crave, you know, a fight or things like that. Now I don't want any part of it. It's not simple anymore. You can't, like when someone mouths off, you can't just punch them in the face anymore and be done with it. Now there's lawsuits and jail time and all these other things. And that's why everyone on the internet runs their mouth so much because Mm -hmm. there's no accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, again, that's where turn the other cheek comes in. Yeah. Someone insults you, you turn the other cheek. It's a backhanded slap. It's not, hey, they just shot you, let them shoot you again. Right. It's not they just ran you through with a sword, let them do it again, or they cut off one hand, let them cough. Yeah. You're allowed to defend yourself, guys, and you better defend yourself, your family, and the weak around you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so again, I don't know how we get on the. Oh, the the slippery slope of entertainment. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember how that where that was a tangent from. So you feel heavily convicted by pretty much anything. I mean, how do you, can you not watch TV at all anymore? No, I didn't. I wasn't saying. I mean, I it's not like we watch TV. We yeah, I was watch saying news I feel and heavily watch convicted. The chosen. No, I just I um I don't know. There was something about Yellowstone. I mean, I only watched a couple of episodes. That so I was like, it didn't. It didn't sit totally right. I enjoyed it, 
And so I was like, I was trying to weigh the, do I kind of let my, give in to the enjoyment or there is, I do have some sort of feeling inside of, of that I shouldn't be enjoying this. So like, I, I was just, that was kind of a, I mean, I didn't struggle all that long, but um, it just, it wasn't a like peaceful, let's just watch this. Um, no, I, I noticed more like listening to songs and stuff. So, um, but yeah, we don't really watch that much TV. So it was not, I, I definitely noticed when I'm watching secular shows or movies and stuff that stuff that is not Christian stands out to me a lot more. Oh, I'm yes. not necessarily convicted by, oh, I, now I can't watch it. But, um, I mean, what am I comfortable, my comfortable so, with my daughter singing? And that list is getting way small. Mm-hmm. Very small. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I think that it's still being refined. And I'm I'm still, I mean, because there's, there's the worldly desire to want to be able to watch, a, want to be able to watch a lot of the stuff that's, you know, fun to watch, but that um, trying to just kind of figure out, is this okay to be enjoying and kind of where those lines are. Yeah. Well, the thing where I really feel the most is when I'm casually scrolling through, we'll say Instagram, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good stuff on there, right? You can find Paul Washer videos. You can find Modi Bauckham stuff. You can find all kinds of great things on there. There is a ton of homesteading stuff. And then every once in a while I'll scroll and it's nothing but cuss words. Yeah. And that turns me off. So, bad mm-hmm. and i've got friends who are in the motivator space mm-hmm. and i'm watching them cuss at little kids mm-hmm. right like these are like 13 14 year old kids if even that mm-hmm. and they're like yeah i'm getting real with them and i'm gonna sit there and cuss at them and i'm just horrified yeah i mean i have genuine affection for this guy i like this guy he's a good dude the fact that someone could think that you can sit there and swear at young little kids and not think that you're eroding your authority for teaching them that that's how they should communicate. That that part, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I disagree with a lot of the <laughs> technique too, but you know, what? So so anyway, I think I think that our takeaway from it is um, more to not scroll Instagram when our kids are at the table. Because yeah, that's the thing, because next is. thing you know, yeah, you're hearing F-bombs, yeah. and, you know, S-bombs, F-bombs, mm-hmm. and it's going, the narrow path is so narrow. It, it really is. And, you know, things are beginning, a lot of stuff is falling away. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is, is with Jordan Peterson, like having access to the library of Jordan Peterson and others like him and Doug mm-hmm. Wilson and, you know, another, you know, Paul Washer, all of his teachings. I mean, he's got 40 years of teachings online. Mm-hmm. Is such a blessing and it's so rich. It's the only, it's one of the few things that I can, when I listen to him, I feel myself becoming smarter. Yeah, that's what I think my biggest hole, I mean, I, I'm, aside from, time in the word itself, but is that I don't kind of turn to biblical conversation in the way that like you, you constantly are having some sort of video or audio on that's 
listening to an intellectual giant talk about something biblical. And that's, I, I need to do that more. I'm going to expand my understanding of the word beyond just reading the word. Well, I'm, ch- I'm challenging myself to hear other people's takes on things. And uh, there's a lot of times I don't agree. And then there's times where it really strikes true. Well, I mean, you really need to inform yourself as in the pastor role as well. So it's extra important for you. You know, but there are a lot of tough questions that I natively don't know the answer to instinctively. And so I have to go to people who have been doing this longer and seek their counsel. And if I have access to some of the brightest men in the world, I can take their counsel and then bounce it off my closer circle that people Mm -hmm. have actually know. Mm -hmm. And we can have a discussion refining those points. You know, my, my main thing is I've become almost a minimalist in the Christian sense, you know, where a lot of my friends want God to do sensational things for them. Mm-hmm. They want him to heal everyone around them. They want the gift of prophecy and they want to be able to say and do things and all this stuff. And I'm to the point where I'm just grateful that he made me and that he died on the cross so that I may be, may get to know him in person. Mm-hmm. You know, that is enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything else is gravy. You know, him dying on the cross was enough for me. I don't need him to be my, my magic genie that I rub when I need anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, my prayers now are always your will be done. Because mm-hmm. his will is perfect and mine is not. So do you... Do you not ask for anything or you're just saying that like so you just don't include anything? I'm not asking for I don't believe I'm asking for anything anymore. Okay. I'm asking for his will to be done and those things. Does that mean that I won't intervene for someone? Of course I will do intercessory prayer for someone. Mm-hmm. But for myself, I just want his will to be done. I, I wake up, I thank him for blessing me with another day. Um pray that I you know, that I, that he gives me everything I need to serve him. So I guess I am asking for something there and then pray that I stay in his will. Mm. You know, um, very similar to the Lord's Prayer. Mm. And, uh, you know, give me my daily bread and, you know, leave me not in temptation, but deliver me from evil. You know, more along those lines and just letting God fill in the holes. Okay. So like last, I might be wrong. No, but. I just like I just kind of in so last night when Anya was having her rage monster meltdown, two hours at bedtime, um, and I was the, in there in the dark trying to help her and just saying like Lord please help her like help her sleep think, give her peace like I don't have a problem with that and I don't have a problem saying. You know, if this is a, a demon or if this is a spirit mm-hmm. or anything, I don't have a problem, you know, intercessor doing intercessory prayer for that. I'm just saying that when I think I know what I need for my life. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I need oh, for sure. my life. He does. Okay. Right. So that, so again, going to war for somebody, I have no problem doing that. Okay. Um, my thing is surrendering to his will for my life. And 
kind of taking my hands off the wheel and just giving them all my horsepower. So my wheels oh, are turning well, back there. So what, what, what got us to Tennessee? Yeah. Yeah. You know, praying the most dangerous prayer, taking yeah. our hand off the wheel and saying, make it happen. Right. You know, and since when, when I do that, I find that we do well. So when I try to white knuckle the wheel and hold on to it with everything I have and try to control it, that's where it gets sketch. My frustration is eminent. Mm -hmm. Things can get sketch quickly when you try to take back over. So how are like how are your feelings towards you know, I know you didn't get it any time with this really short trip to talk faith with your family or anything like that. Have you have you settled on where you're at there? You know, are you throwing your hands up? I don't want to throw my hands up. Um, but I haven't figured out what the right approach is because kind of a direct conversation doesn't seem to be the comfort point for them receiving anything um like things kind of shut down there so i haven't figured out either which which topic is the right way to have a a, like a direct conversation about dude this is what he does (laughs) Um, makes us regret everything we do with him or whether to just kind of keep showing examples and kind of having it kind of radiate from what I'm doing and hoping, praying that um, it'll land on them. So I don't know. You know I, don't, I don't want to, like I, I you know, I mean the, the Bill Wees, the 23 minutes in hell or whatever, 23? Yeah. 20, um, you know, in the conversations of if, if you truly believe in hell, how are you okay? How do you go to sleep knowing well, you that your parents you or your sister or your whatever are going are going there? And then and then he also kind of in the same breath said, you know, it's often nearly impossible to be the one ministering to your direct family. Um, and so I kind of grabbed onto that, and I don't want to use that as an excuse. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's the right approach. Well, I really worry about. <laughs> come here. Odin, come. Come. Go on. So, you really, obviously, you've got your sister and you've got your parents. Your parents are way at further at the end of the ride. Mm-hmm. Your sister is one would hope. If things go. As you, yeah, as, as you, you want would in life, yes. Yeah. Um, if that ride ended for either of them tomorrow, are you going to, how are you going to internalize that? Like, I have had to do that with my grandmother, mm-hmm. my grandfather. But you also, you were not in a position I to was really not. minister to them then because you weren't there yourself. Right. Spiritually, so. right. Um, of course, I, I would definitely wonder what what else I could have done. I think that's a really hard one, you know. Yeah, you know, because the conversations that I've tried to have, and I'm, I'm my my 
mentoring, discipling muscle is itty bitty, and I'm not proficient at it in the way that you are in kind of knowing what to say. I mean, that's that is my weakness is conversation and you having should see the right, you should see presents and birthdays. Having the right <laughs> words in the moment. Laura can write a a letter that could go in a library of Congress, but on the spot, say, surprise, here's your birthday present, Christmas present, the wrong words will come up. One hundred percent of the time, close to Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it, it's got to be really hard. Um, you know, I'm working on my mother. I'm making a lot of progress. I'm trying to disciple my mother along the way. Yeah, I hear the conversations you have with her, and there were conversations that I can't imagine having with my parents. You know, but well, it takes some humility. My mother has humility. Yeah, she's willing to engage. You know, um, and I hope that you're a beacon of light, right? Because you are a beacon of light. They see how happy you are. They see our family, even though they probably don't agree with the vast majority of the things that we do, that maybe when tough times come, the questions will come. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to just have to, like, my mom thinks, I mean, she is like the epitome of hyper grace, doesn't even yeah, she really, really believe. Yeah, so I just, like, She's I don't a even know. And so she just doesn't want to, to believe in a, in a God that actually has hell. And I, like, that, so I don't know what to do with that because she just she she doesn't like thinking that her version is wrong well she's a one percenter where she believes in one percent okay there's a there's a god and she doesn't know which one she wants to call it yeah right she doesn't she likes the jewish god but doesn't like the jesus god which i can't understand that in a million years um and which means that she's not going to heaven and she keeps the other 99% whatever she wants it to be. Yeah, well, I mean, I think nothing in my family or home or any of those relationships shines the light of Jesus in any kind of way. Like, you wouldn't look at my my family and be like, they're Christians. Like, there's nothing, even if she says, yeah, I, I, I'm spiritual. I talk to God when I walk or whatever nothing about how she lives or anything reflects that. I mean, but they, they're, you know, I want to say they're, they're good people. Yeah. And that's, that that's the default. And that's what I used to think. I'm a good person. So a good response. They're responsible people, meaning they take care of their family. Mm-hmm. They do what they should. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, they have been amazing to us. Um, and so again, there's no lack of gratitude there. I would love to see them saved. Oh yeah. I mean, it's going to bother me tremendously because I know it's going to one, it's going to weigh on me. Two, I know how bad it's going to weigh on you. And you know, part of me looks at our the move down here is did I condemn them to hell? Yeah, 
I don't think that's necessarily the case, but. Now, obviously, I can't condemn anyone, but. Well, sure. Yeah. And I, I increased their probability of hell by coming down there. Well, the way things were going up there, I was getting really probably, bad. Yeah, so I think probably the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So, God willing that there is time. No more. And they both have COVID right now, so. I'll oh, pray that. Pray. Prayers that that stays as mild as it started for them. Yeah. All right. Well, we have made it past the hour mark. It has been a late few nights for us. Bible study will be back tomorrow. And I hope you guys enjoyed this show. We kind of were all a little bit all over the place. I don't know if there was a general theme to this one. It was very Christian. So I hope you guys find this stuff helpful. If there's more different type of content that you want or more, you know, conversations on different things or you want to know. Uh, Captain Cayman has a great comment. The people who knew the old you can't hear the new you. Um, there's, it depends on their level of respect for you, right? So there are people who knew the old me who are blown away by the new me because they respect me. It's when you don't have the proper respect for the person that you can't take in their experience and what they've known, mm -hmm. right? They are keeping you down here instead of being eye to eye. You know, I'm going to, if I respect someone, I'm willing to listen to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to hear their input. If I do not respect them, then what they say doesn't matter any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. and, and maybe respect's the wrong word, but that's the one that I think most sense. So, all right. You want to pray us home? You've been out of practice. Speaking of not having the right words at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, everyone. Okay. Let's go to prayer. Okay. Take us home, Lord. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this, this time together with our community. We, as always, are so grateful for their presence, for giving us their time. We know that time is so precious for every single person. So the fact that they they spent it with us tonight, we do not take for granted, Lord. Lord, thank you for your input in each of our lives. And thank you for the convictions that you give to each of us. May we we take them on board personally and, and be able to interpret what you are wanting each of us to to shed from our life, to refine, to to set aside. Uh, we're all convicted by different things, Lord, and so just please magnify that for each of us so that we may walk closer to you and grow closer to you. Um, and in this conversation tonight of hyper-grace and repentance and just just let everybody know what they still are holding on to that that is not of you, Lord, that you dislike in them, that you want them to, to cast away. Uh, I know that no one here is wanting to do wrong by you, Lord. So just please, please help us each in our own personal journey to, to know and love you more. As we move forward into this week, Lord, I just pray a blessing of peace and health and safety over everyone listening. May they spend time with their families. And most importantly, may they spend their most precious time with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to support this church and this mission, you can go here on the ticker below and you can make a donation. Scroll halfway down the page. You can also go to our Patreon. You can also make a, donor, a donation inside of YouTube chat 
as well as Facebook. I think they call it stars there. I don't know what the stars do. We've never gotten stars, <laughs> but uh, no one thinks we're worth stars, I guess. But um, everyone else, we really do appreciate your support. And the one of the easiest things you can do is like, share, and subscribe. God bless you. We love you Good all. Night, everybody. And we'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. Thank you for standing shoulder to shoulder with us in today's spiritual vanguard on Christian Warrior Talk, presented by Christian Warrior Mission. As we've united in prayer, let's hold fast to the truth in Nehemiah 4.14. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Until next time, let's keep a humble and grateful heart, deliberately pursue our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and equip ourselves with the full armor of God. You're not walking this path alone. Lock shields with us, and together we will hold the line. May God bless you all.